broadcasting from occupied Tongva land. This is Wait, Why Am I Talking Podcast. I'm Vic, and got the comrades Miles and Jordan. What up, Miles? What's up, Vic? What's up with you since we last recorded? Well, it's the Halloween season, so you know what that means. I'm going to go to work, and uh, maybe I'll dress up as something. I I mean... What kind of work? as a wage slave. Oh, yeah, well... That's an easy costume, you know, low effort, low effort. But, uh, you know, delivery, delivery service. California, you know, we have legal weed. That's great. Delivering. So, uh, as I understand it, Halloween is one of the most dangerous nights of the year for workers and people in general. But I'm not working on Halloween night, so that's good. All right, all right. Uh, Other than that, yeah, staying safe. Uh, safer, but you know, thinking about my comrades who will be working, no doubt. Um, so it's already really dangerous for you guys. For them, yeah, yeah I would not say it's safe. <laughs> yeah, driving around delivering weed in your car, I don't. No, not particularly. Um, but beyond that, yesterday I went to a Toro y Moi show, and that was chill. You know, right. Hollywood Bowl. It's you know, like I, I went to the Greek theater. Uh, um, I went to the Forum a little while ago. Super expensive uh, show venue in the middle of Inglewood. And like that rubbed me. So like this is the thing. Like wherever these big venues go, they're going to mm-hmm. displace people. But the Greek theater, it's basically on a mountain. They're already rich there. So felt a little better about that because it's not directly contributing to gentrification. But the forum, yeah, hundreds, thousands of potentially thousands of people in Inglewood were displaced yeah. to make that. There's mm. no ethical oh, yeah. consumption, brother. Yeah, that that felt a little worse uh, going to to enjoy. Um, and yeah, both of the locations, you know, $20, $25 drinks. Great. Really, really friendly, friendly prices because we didn't drop <laughs> $60 to get in the door. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's a good night out. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was great. <laughs> what up with you, Jordan? What you been up to? Uh, let's see. Well, recently I was at a bar. With my fiance and a guy, we were wearing our masks because we had just, you know, walked into a crowded building and we're looking for somewhere to sit. And uh, some dipshit asked me if I was the Democrat. And I like kind of saw red because that's like such an insulting thing to ask me. What did you say after you said yes? I, 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 I would love to lie to you and say it was a very clever response, but I just, I just said, oh, haha, that's very funny, you stupid asshole. Um, and I kind of screamed it in his face because it was loud in the bar. It wasn't very clever, but like I was just like on the back foot because like, yeah, mm-hmm. in Long Beach. Imagine yeah. that. There'd be a lot of Democrats. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, that nimbyism, man. Nimbyism, that attitude, like, you know, thin blue line, property values mm. that all coalesced into like, don't tell me to wear a mask. Well, yeah, I didn't tell. I, well, that was the thing, Vic, is. You weren't yeah, telling him to wear a mask. Country, You're right. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hear you. Like, <laughs> like we said, like, yeah. I'm not going to kick his ass, but like, you just uh-huh. going to ask people if they're Democrat. Like, one Democrat will take you up on the offer, friend. Like, yep. not me, but because I'm not a Democrat. I was more mad about the Democrat thing, to be honest with you. <laughs> and the problem is, you know, he looked like so many other guys. I lost track of him in the crowd and had to have you know, my fiance keep track of him. But, uh, you know, I don't like fighting with NPCs. No doubt. Yeah. It's interesting how wearing a mask has become associated with just being a Democrat when, 
I mean, after a lot of the mask mandates expired, well, now we're getting what was it? Wasn't there a video about like Patriot Front? Now they're wearing masks and all these right wing wingers who were complaining yeah. for two years about masks. Yeah, now mm-hmm. they're wearing masks, but well, they do forced to, to conceal their identity to, to try to pretend to conceal the identity from their other informants in their group. But right, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 that's what upset me. I was just like, "You're fucking lazy." Like, yeah. come with something here, man. Yeah. Like, if he had said to me something like. Oh, you wear that mask because you're scared. I would have been like, okay, like you're a reactionary shithead. I get, I see what's happening here. But to in Long Beach say to someone, oh, you're a Democrat. It's like, it's like, where do you yeah. think we are? Like, yeah, I don't go to Texas and be like, what are you, a Republican? Like, yeah. duh. Most of us here are Democrats in Long Beach, right? Yeah, and not me. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was really mad up. about. Almost but anyway, I just thought that was such a blast from the past. I was like, this keeps happening to me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, other yeah. than that, just been going to a few Halloween parties, seeing some friends. It's been nice. It's, I, I, people, I think, really enjoy it because it's a holiday. We don't want to see their racist uncle. What about the, you, Vic? Um, taking Harper, my kid, out to go trick or treating tomorrow, Halloween. I uh, went to a Halloween event this past weekend. Mm. There was like a community event where it was a bunch of different orgs. So it's uh, another opportunity to organize for mutual aid. Yeah. Just, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. The Dia de los Muertos event. Yeah, yeah. It oh, was yeah. dope. It was dope. A lot of like community activity out there and people just doing shit. There weren't politicians giving fucking speeches. <laughs> Mary Zenday has had mm-hmm. a booth. Yeah. And she didn't, didn't give you know? a speech this time? No. No, no. She wasn't yeah. there either. She wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Shall we get started, y'all? That's it. Great catching up with everybody. But we are here talking about the mayor's race in Long Beach 2022. What is it? Top Cop versus the Cowardly Lion? Yes, sir. The Cowardly Lion versus the Top Cop. Who's the Top Cop? Well, our Top Cop, Susie Price, famed Orange County prosecutor and... I was putting together the clips for this episode we're going to hear later, and mm-hmm. it really stuck with me. She only does prosecutor voice almost all the time. Like, mm. it's always like she's trying to convict a teenager for yeah. being Muslim or whatever she does for her job. What's it sound like? Like a lot of vocal fry? What's, what's happening? In you'll, you'll hear it, but we'll it's just it? like right. she's always in like prosecutor mode. It's funny. She leans on being a prosecutor, but her record is like not that great. Like, she brags about. Once prosecuting a, a white supremacist group, but she lost the case. So I don't know why she oh, brings okay. that up. Like, I wouldn't bring it up if I lost that case, you know? <sighs> okay. I was there. I'm the one who was there in person and saw this happen. Y'all didn't see this happen. No, we didn't. Uh, what you say by prosecutor voice is the fakeness. Uh, like how inauthentic she tries to connect with the other humans around her. Hmm. Yes, yes. Devoid of any charisma, devoid of anything coming out her mouth that would excite the people in the room. So, who else do we have? Rex Richardson. Cowardly line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, he's walked back support for... I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really interact with Rex too much. I think Ah. he's walked back some of the his positions that were more like pro-BLM. Mm-hmm. Uh, really 
really afraid to stand up and take policy points that could be construed as anti-cop now, bending over for them. Certainly, I mean, if you look at what's happening with the black community in Long Beach in terms of displacement, not standing up against the people who are displacing. Realtors. Like Susie Price. Cuff, cuff. <clears throat> yeah. This thing was wild seeing them in comparison, uh, talking to these voters and nothing hitting with these mm. voters. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, it is. Like, it's kind of glancing off people. Like, some of it sticks, I think, a little bit. But overall, it's like, it's like you have, like, the basically reactionary prosecutor being like, I do what's not popular. And then exactly. you got, like, the guy being like, whatever makes you happy. Like, uh, I- I've been doing good stuff or whatever. Like, it's hard to even, like, point to a specific thing because it's all, he's so, very scripted, you know? Yeah. I haven't listen- listened to this stuff yet, but is that pretty much how it is? Like, nothing is hitting? Nothing is hitting. Well, I'm a cynical fuck, yes. Okay. But I think I could read the vibe in a room and know if people are emotionally moved or not. You weren't getting any, like, Bernie Sanders rally vibes? No, not from the rest of the crowd. Not at all. And Susie's even fucking start, the way she portrays herself, her start is like, yo, I wanted to change something in my neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. I got together and formed an association and and did her thing and moved all that to be on city council now. That's her start. Revisionist history there. All right, all right. Now we're going to get into some clips, 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 clips. I went to a mayor forum of the League of Women Voters. And what really got me is like, it, this was at a college up here in Long Beach, $15 to park. So I parked off campus and walked in. And just that is like, oh, this isn't for working class people. Like, it's not. Uh, there were no instructions on how to get there with public transit. So that's that. So I get there, and it's the League of Women Voters. And before this thing even starts, like, they talk about who they are and what they do. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's get this debate on. The first thing the woman says, yo, this is not a debate. I'm like, wait, what? This is not a debate. This is a candidate forum where they're going to let them talk, and they're not even supposed to address each other. The awkwardness of two people vying to be leaders in front of the crowd, and they can't address each other. It's just like that right there stops any sort of connection and emotion from happening because you don't even know how they're interacting off each other. Like Susie's talking to the air. Rex is talking to the air. They're not really addressing the people. They're not addressing each other. It's like sometimes he's like, he says her. It's like, oh, are you talking about Susie or some random person? Because you're not even looking at her. She's mm. sitting right there, feet away from you but you're not looking at her when you're not addressing her. <laughs> the awkwardness of all that is just like, oh, nothing is really going to get solved here. And I'm reading from the League of Women Voters website. The League believes that political parties are essential to the American system of government and that participation in informed citizens is beneficial to the political parties and to the system. Consequently, the League encourages members to be active in political parties, but they don't endorse or oppose any political parties. Okay. Do they mention anything about, like, debates or... No. They are nonpartisan. And they don't like debates. Well, it's not unique to the League of Women Voters because we also have a lot of clips in here from the LA Voice mayoral candidate forum and they're religious. They work Mm -hmm. with religious... So it's another forum thing. Well, that's the thing, Vic. 
there's no debates to pull from. <laughs> like, I think maybe the Long Beach Post had one debate. Like, it's almost all forums. For context, real quick. Yeah. Long Beach is the second largest city in LA County. Like, we have so much resources. And like you said, 500,000 motherfuckers here. Right. Yeah. And this is the level you get from the media to understand who these people are going to be our fucking leaders. I think liberal groups are very afraid of the debate. They're afraid of awkwardness. They're afraid of un- incivility, which is ironic because the debate is like still quite civil. Like that's the point right. of it. It's, mo- it's literally moderated. And as, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be a moderated exchange of ideas and like challenges. Uh, I would say that's a pretty civil uh, format. Uh, but I mean, th- I think why this is upsetting to me is because as I understand it historically, like the League of Women Voters, like they ran debates. They ran the presidential debates. When? For a period of time. I, I forget oh, the Oh, I didn't know that. They were responsible for running the presidential debates historically, which obviously that's not the case right now. It's just going into these media circus conglomerates. Um, I mean, I think probably they betrayed that because they were just probably told by the parties like, hey, you're just not going to get audiences anymore if you actually try to run debates. Like, we're not doing debates. You got to yeah. do this format, a different format. You got to think top of something down. else. Yeah, it's, it's top down. What about the audience? Real quick, before we dive uh, into listening to the recording. Kids, like, uh, they were, again, the League of Women Voters set the tone and they abided. Okay. Because well, I mean, like, were they, were they mainly white? Were they middle-aged? Were they uh, older? Uh, like, mainly or just very diverse no it was mainly students mainly students okay. yeah you know it, it reflected long beach but on a much younger level like long beach state yes exactly okay. it's like you know a lot uh-huh. of you know people and all kinds exactly of yeah yeah and uh diverse over there and there were the gray hairs which i would consider myself in the back and there were a few okay. of us yeah uh-huh <laughs> you know we were there to like you know because we're political nerds about this shit right uh so play some clips yeah let's do it uh clips uh, our first question concerns student housing. Long Beach has become increasingly unaffordable for students. Rising rents have driven some to homelessness. How will you, as mayor, address the rising housing costs and what specific actions do you take? So I know what it's like to be uh, live in an unstable housing environment. Again, I'm the fourteen public schools across five different states, and uh, the opportunities afforded to me aren't necessarily there for uh, students. Uh, here today, and in the city of Long Beach, half of our renters pay more than half of their income on rent. So we're housing third in our city. I've been working on this issue for quite some time. I propose uh, to address the biggest challenge that we have, which is uh, affordability and access to housing by proposing a housing project in our city. Uh, that's that bond did not move forward. Uh, I know I am I'm proposing a proposal called the Long Beach Housing Project. A partnership with Calcutta Long Beach, Long Beach City College, and our education institution to ensure that as we produce public housing, as we produce affordable housing. This is going to be tough. He addressed the problem. He said there was a problem, right? Yeah, he did. Half your money is going to rent. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine living like that and having children and working as a working class person in Long Beach where you can't afford shit. And then this dude says, the solution is public-private partnerships and coming from a person who's been in power for like almost a decade. Does he mean like ocean air? 
I, Whoa, no, no. He was talking <laughs> about a failed housing bond. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And then he was also talking about like weird technocratic fixes to like when we build affordable housing, which we don't do anyway. I it's like it's kind of gobbledygook to me. Build housing. Well, bring down rent about prices. A bond that didn't pat. Like, am I crazy here? Like, well, I mean, the public-private partnership is like, oh, I want to do more of the ocean air stuff, which we've covered in a previous episode. And then, in in terms of him actually taking leadership on this, that's never happened. That's never happened. He's always been forced okay. to sign on to like initiatives from the housing justice movement. My whole thing is, and why my head was exploding, public housing. Let's just build public housing. And yeah. we're not going to stop until we get more public housing. There's no private partnership. There's no like developer. There's no, no, we're going to spend money on public housing. That's how you fix the problem. <laughs> public housing. You should, it's a little complicated for me, Vic. That's, but you I know what I mean? And he's talking all this shit. And like you said, gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. And how is that supposed to resonate with these people in the crowd? Like, it's obviously not. I mean, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying this is going to be tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, $53,000. Uh, he's getting paid $53,000 not to say the two words in combination. So go for it. There we go. All right. Resuming. So the issue that we have with housing right now is really an issue of supply and demand. We simply do not have enough housing in the city to allow for us to I have to pause it there just because it's so libertarian. It's like supply and demand. This is this is the issue. We, we got to keep private sector. I'm sorry. It's just. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to keep. We got to hear. Gotta, I don't know. That's, the so, that's it. Nah, we got to uh, hear. All right. Let's go. And so there are three specific things that we are looking at as far as the if you have students getting accepted into college and not able to live in a place that is uh, reasonable and safe and comfortable, students should not be living in their cars or on people's couches to go to school. And so when we're thinking about student housing, there was a proposal to do a project in downtown with Cal State Long Beach. That project is no longer moving forward. But I would reconsider projects like that. Um, there are universities around this country that have micro units. Micro units will allow for a communal style of environment designed for students and recent college graduates yeah. that can be built so with public living. private partners. Putting people in boxes. Yeah, yeah. happening in university towns around this Housing place. is new. My husband and I just moved Get ready for your caskets, everybody. three weeks ago. So this issue is very personal to us. And like Councilman Richardson, I too grew up moving many, many times. Ten times between the ages of seven and eight. So I know how important it is to find affordable housing that you can also afford to live on. And I think in the city of Long Beach, micro-housing, more building of ADUs and increasing housing are the key to make sure Everything but public housing. Everything what, what's ADU stand for? Uh, additional dwelling units. Oh, so, so if you own a home <laughs> and you have your nice investment property, you could, they'll give you money, a $40,000 grant to build a living unit right. in your backyard that you could rent off and make even more money off. Mom and pop landlord? Yep. Oh, but this is her bread and butter. Susie Price's district and the people in her district, when the zoning stuff came up and they were like, Indy. hey, can we put ADU, can we like zone for ADUs? They basically broke out the torches and were oh, like, really? we'll fucking kill you yeah. if you try mm -hmm. to put an ADU in mm -hmm. someone's backyard here. Yeah. 
I like how she's like, oh, we got to continue these projects that put more student housing in downtown Long Beach. Um, utter, utterly just, yeah, no consideration for the people who are already in Long Beach. This is a gentrification ploy. Um, 100%. And then the fucking micro homes, like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's a lot of footage from like, I believe it's Hong Kong where they have like very yeah. small homes. Um, it's all over the place, I guess, at this point. But yeah, that's that's the solution. Let's just create a bunch of micro homes for people. So that way, working class people get used to smaller and smaller living environments. And she's not even bringing it up in terms of like ownership. She's bringing it up in terms of rent. She's like, oh, yeah, we just need to create like more of these rental situations where, yeah, you live you're not going to have to pay twenty eight hundred for a loft. You're going to have to pay 2800 for a micro home, which is oh. like basically a casket. <laughs> Are you cool. writing a science fiction dystopian novel right before my eyes? I mean, so this is these like, are some of my ideas. No stealing thing. people. Rex is like listing off very like mealy mouth, weak, neoliberal stuff. Right. He can't even say it. He's, and then Susie's like, around the bush. I don't know. What if we supply and cut demand. your legs off or something? Like, yeah. like it's just Republican stuff. Like, yeah, know, it's, like, it's like, Cut don't, the red tape. Don't don't blame the politicians. Don't be blame 30, 40 years of failed policy. Blame the it's the market, the supply. You know, there's too much demand. There's not enough supply. Whoops. Sorry, everybody. I'm getting flashbacks. Okay. Next up, next up. What is your position and plan on tenant protections and housing production? The majority of our city are renters and half the people in our city are rent burdened. But yes. to put a little more color to it, people are living check to check in our city. Okay. And it exacerbates our homelessness challenge uh -huh. if you have an emergency. Okay. 50% yeah. of the people that are on our streets, mm -hmm. they've experienced those emergencies. They attribute no the causes for their homelessness directly to Correct. poverty or lack of access to housing or I housing be too, being too expensive. Oh, yeah. The other half, uh -huh. it's, it's broader issues, mental health, substance use, even domestic yes. violence. You're we right. can address half of the homelessness in our community uh -huh. by giving protections to tenants like just calls for eviction yeah. to make sure that... You have a protection and we keep you in your home. Oh, right. I understand right. it's a difficult conversation about things like rent control, but you can't wait, say wait, I don't want rent control, but also ah. not wait, what? protections to give me. common sense protection There's this on why, why and how you can be evicted. There's this Someone line. who lives in a unit has some rights now. They didn't five years ago, but now they do. They have and this is a conversation the we have to have with our exactly. landlords and others exactly. that we want. Yeah, just, just exactly. to pause real quick. He's talking about a campaign that was run by the Housing Justice Coalition. Thank you uh, to the tenants and, and organizations in, in Long Beach Tenants Union, uh, Long Beach Residents Empowered, Empowered, Housing Long Beach, I believe other people from the policy position that helped out, uh, Law, Legal Aid Foundation of Los Angeles, Long Beach Forward, and I'm sorry if I'm, and DSA did participate in that as well, as well, if I forgot somebody, sorry about that. But yeah, very important, like he didn't advance, he's, he didn't Thank have you. these ideas, Thank these weren't his vision, it took tenants and organizations and organizers to basically create the policy, push the policy, and then, yeah, be really loud. Be really loud at city council uh, to get Rex to vote yes. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he voted yes. 
He supported it. But Good job, Rex. He's taking so much credit for like being dragged along, right? And it's like, right. that's not leadership. Like, why would No, it's exactly not leadership. Good. Not at all. Exactly. Because like, I'm sitting there with the context because I know these people. I know Miles. I know the organizations. I didn't participate, but it's in my, it's in my circle. I know these people doing the work. The activists doing the work. And this person stands up up there and is like taking credit for this shit after that opening statement where he said the right things. Right, right. Well, he's like stating how dire the problem is. And he's like, hey, remember when you guys forced me to do a few tenant protections? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and he stands there as a black dude with that extra cachet of like, I care, I know, I understand. That Susie could never pull off. And he betrays that shit. I mean, the black community is disproportionately represented in the unhoused community. And the, it's like, the, I don't know the statistics specifically, but it's a very LA significant County, portion. We're like 7% and like, um, like 36 or 38% of yeah. the unhoused population. Oh, God. Well, thank you for bringing that up. But yeah. like, yeah, a significant amount of the people who are displaced from their homes and end up homeless, they're still just homeless in their communities where they grew up. So... You know, that's who we're talking about. We're talking about the Long Beach community be, who is being displaced because of high rent prices and becoming unhoused. And, and you know, I, I thought, you know, a really telling moment is he starts talking about rent control. Boom, that's his line. Really clear line there. Um, He's like, we can't actually do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> like, I know. Well, it's no, no. Like, it's a tough conversation, Jordan. Okay? <laughs> For you. It's a $53,000 tough conversation. <laughs> it's a tough okay? conversation. Want to protect, you know, we want to protect our renters. We also want to protect our small landlords. So it has to be okay. a little bit of give and take. Okay. <laughs> we do. Wait, we want to protect our small landlords. Did you hear that crowd clapping? Yeah. 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 What yeah. the hell is that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Landlords. Yeah. It, it's, polite we want, answer. we want, yeah. Oh, God. It's polite clap. It's polite. Yo, just a shout out to the small landlords. Oh, sure. Oh, like, yeah. At the end there. That's, the whole vibe that stops shit from happening in California. Oh, yeah. Like, that sort of attitude are the people who have money, who have political power, and he has to address them. Yep. Right. Even though he said everything he said at the beginning. Yeah, he's like, yeah. You know hey, what I mean? You're sucking the blood of, of, uh, <laughs> of everybody. He, it's the walk back. It's respect. the walk back, right? He says yep. the things and walks them right back. Yep. So yep. you could right. clip him saying the things and make the ads of him saying the things that I care. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But you can also make a clip, send out a mailer of a quote of him exactly. being like, I want to defund the police. But his full quote is like, he's like, defund the police. And then he's like walking back in the next, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Right. Worst of both worlds. Okay, let's continue. So I think it's really important for us to think about how critical it is to have balance in all of our policies. You know, during uh, the pandemic, we had protesters at our house, Mark and I. Yeah, and yeah, we had sure protesters did. that were uh-huh. out there with signs that said cancel there. rent. And what they were arguing, what they yeah, wanted is rent. we shouldn't have to pay rent and yeah. we shouldn't have to pay yeah. back rent. Wow, rent that's rent. great. How, as much as we would love to say, yes, you shouldn't have to pay rent, 
What about the person that has Fuck to pay them. the mortgage? Fuck yeah, who's fuck that person. The they shouldn't have to pay the so mortgage, too. What I always too. said is, I'm P-P-P-P-O. fine canceling Fuck rent, but can we also cancel mortgage? Sure, because and we did say that. We said that. We said that. The other. We can say a lot of things up here that sound really great, yeah. but maybe it's and the lawyer it. in me. We have to break the it lawyer down. In how here. does this apply in everyday life? <laughs> if people were to go to court and challenge this, how would it work out? And I see Stephanie shaking her head because she's one of the most compassionate people I know in the world, but she also realizes that your rules and your laws have to be something that can be followed upon. It has to make we sense. We make them. So, what you know, the fuck? Hold, the up, hold up, hold we up. We make the laws. She's saying followed. Like, people don't follow the law. They are coerced to obey the law. Oh that is what happens. The sheriff comes to kick you out of yeah, the fucking house. Exactly. Like, it's not like, oh, someone comes and they're like, hey, you need to follow this because it's a great example and it's going to be great for you. No, it's the motherfucking cops with that come guns. with guns to kick you out of your home because you didn't pay somebody. That's what happens. And in terms of mortgages, well, we all know the banks fucked over a ton of fucking homeowners in 2008. So what the fuck are you talking about? Let, well, let's pump the brakes just real quick. She's talking about we would love to cancel mortgages. But that that's not done. practical, no, guys. Mortgage payments were frozen. Yeah. Yeah. They just yeah, yeah, yeah. And you that's just, right. it just gets added to the no end penalty. of the mortgage. No penalty. So it was effectively canceled for that period and forgiven for that period. I forgot about that. You're right. you're a tenant and you have to pay back the money, you're paying back money on a period that no mortgage was paid. Exactly. You're telling and, me at the end of the mortgage they won't charge rent? And this is why <laughs> this is why this should have been a debate. And I, I'm not even sure if Rex would have came back at her on that point. You know what I mean? But like, this is why there can't be a forum. It needs to be a debate. It needs to be a debate because if we have a candidate who fucking knew that, then they'd call Susie Price out on that shit. But... You know, that doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, we don't know if that would if that would actually happen because they're just fucking libs and maybe they just don't want to say that shit. But like if we had actual robust political environment, yeah, someone would be fucking calling her out on that. I had to sit there silent while she said that shit, <laughs> while they both said that shit. <laughs> oh, God. When I know they lying. She's like protesters. I was like, yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, that was yep. me, homegirl. You're looking at him. Yep. <sighs> yeah, we, I mean... The Mark and I. The line of reasoning Who's fucking was always cancel rent, cancel mortgages. That was always the line of reasoning. All right. the, the mortgages were canceled. All right, sorry. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Let's, let's keep going. It's okay. It's a lot about collaboration. To me, on the city council, when we pass policies, collaboration means you try to accept friendly amendments from the other side to meet in the middle. And I'm frankly disappointed at where we landed as a city council on some of the tenant protections. Yes, we do have some tenant protections. And yes, we did pass eviction moratoriums. And yes, we did pass rent caps. But unfortunately, it ended up, some of those policies ended up hurting the very people we were trying to protect. In the in the um, workshop that I just had with forty to fifty landlords in the office in our <laughs> office, I asked them to raise their hands if they raised their rent after the rent caps went into place. Ninety percent of that room raised their hands. They raised their rent after years of not having raised rent because they wanted to get to market value so that they can make sure they were keeping in touch, keeping up with the rent cap. That had an unintended consequence on the very people that we were trying to help. So I think it's important that we think about balance when we're talking about these kinds of policies. How's that balance? I mean, literally the point here is the opposite of balance. It's that the state, and I'm assuming she's talking about the state rent control that was implemented in 2019. The state didn't go far enough. The state should have said there is a moratorium on raising the rents until rent control is initiated and implemented. So literally it's not an issue of balance. 
Susie, it's an issue that the state didn't implement enough policy to protect renters. That's what happened. That's the thing. She's talking about policies she didn't do. She's talking yeah. about the rent cap. I was like, the rent increase cap from the state? The thing you were too cowardly to do? She's saying, well, this is like, this is kind of why she's a Democrat, right? Because I guess you could say, because she's doing the landlord thing, being like, mm. oh, you twisted our arm. Mm-hmm. Now we got to raise the rent. Yeah. You know, like she's, she's, she's right. buying into that myth even more than Rex does. It's also part of the like, government is bad, right? Like the government intervened and then the market responded in this way. It's, exactly. it's quite libertarian. But yeah, in terms of at least the moratorium policy, which you saying like, oh, the policies had these unintended consequences where they hurt the people they were trying to help. No, the eviction moratorium policies reduced evictions during the pandemic years from 40, 50,000 a year to about eight or 9,000 a year. So no, that, does, that clearly did not hurt the group of people who were trying to be protected by those policies, which were renters. So, you know, yeah, fucking lies. It's just fucking lies, lies right? Lies, lies. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, a, that's our next clip lined yeah. up. Let's go. If elected mayor, will you use your leadership influence to ensure that the action items on extreme heat in the city's climate action plan are met within the first two years of your term? And why or why not? So, uh, yes, absolutely, you have my commitment on that. Um, I, we have, of course, we have the city cap and we also have the port cap. And both lay out some short, middle, and long-term strategies to address climate change. Now, I know uh-huh. our question today focused on, on extreme heat, and of course, I'm going to address that in a moment. Uh-huh. But the second biggest threat that was raised was also on sea level rise. And no, we are dealing with that issue right now in okay. my district. Our beaches mm-hmm. are getting narrower and narrower, and infrastructure is subject to flooding. And we're working really hard on that bad. project right now because <laughs> the effects of climate change mm-hmm. are being seen much sooner than we had anticipated the when we started the research for the using But in terms of the short-term goals for extreme heat, I think they're very doable, money. and I Classic. think they are financially feasible. Things like uh, creating more open space so that we can have urban forests with tree canopies, more cooling centers available for people to seek refuge, and making sure that our public transit system is more robust and active and has air conditioning are critical. Making sure that our schools Mm -hmm. all have air conditioning is critical. And as mayor, I will commit to working on those goals in the first two years. The first thing that we need to do, in my opinion, is to take a look at our zoning, especially in North Central and West Long Beach. there are so uh-huh. many areas that can be rezoned for commercial and open space that can be preserved forever commercial as and open, open space, space where we can plant trees huh? and create forever. these Dude, I mean, parking we lots are a lot of open those space. spaces in our current Home zoning, so reevaluating the zoning and see how we, mm. seeing how we can make ah. those places open space in perpetuity is going to be critical. We did that here as chair of the Los Cerritos Wetlands Authority. We created the Southeast Area Specific Plan Uh and identified four areas that are now recreation that used to be zoned for commercial and residential. Uh And now they're open space areas. Yeah, people can't live there. (laughs) But now it's a fort. Yeah, exactly. For the whole city. (laughs) In a housing crisis. So um, if you West work in my neighborhood grocery store, drive your ass from fucking 40 minutes away to come fucking work here and drive your ass back. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want you around me. That's the shit. Yep. And by around, yeah. the darker you are, the more I don't want you around. That's that shit. That's that classic California politics that this person is playing into. She brought up the Cerritos Wetlands. 
there has been multi-year multi-year campaign to shut down the oil extraction going on in the Cerritos wetlands. And I mean, it's been unsuccessful, pretty much. The association that's there is mainly there to just manage, to continue to manage that oil extraction. Exactly. And I mean, you know, the irony of that is we're literally talking about the environment. She didn't mention anything about fossil fuel extraction nope. that's going on in Long Beach. Nope. Or the fact that, yo, you can't do nothing, Susie. You have to say, federal government, we need to do something. This is a worldwide problem. If you're talking about something in Long Beach and climate change, it don't make sense. Climate change is a world problem. And if you're a leader and you don't say that climate change is a world problem, we need a world solution, a government level solution, then what the F are you saying? You're talking about making open spaces and parks? <laughs> climate change, dude. And I mean, you know, some, a part of this is like, Really, really stupid. You know, she's talking about the seawalls to literally protect homes. Again. Right? In Once again, in District 3, um, some of the the richest people in Long Beach. Yep. When, like, literally there are a lot of different angles that could, will affect those constituents too, specifically around, like, food security and water and, like, potable water. Literally zilch. Zero statements about that. Like, you know, that should have been a priority. If, if these people are taking this issue seriously, that's what they should be talking about immediately. Like, oh, no, no, no. We need to establish infrastructure to ensure that, like, people still have food and people still have potable water going into the future. Like, that's that's the most pressing thing. But, of course, you know, the, I don't even know if the Climate Action Plan has anything about that. Real quick, the League of Women Voters, after those people clapped at the beginning, they were like, no more clapping. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> no more clapping. No more clapping. Where no the fuck? Clapping. What fucking fascist League of Women voters is this? Ah oh, man, emotions and humans don't go together. No clapping. Stop that. Stop that. So funny. Stop no that. clapping. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What? I mean, this just like that's one of the most. Do any of y'all have a pain behind the back of your eyes? <laughs> Someone's stabbing you. All right. All right. I guess now we're on to Rex's response. Let's see. <sighs> okay. Oh, you're gonna love what he says. <laughs> no clapping. All right. So first, to answer your question, absolutely. I recognize the sense of urgency around this issue. Who's going to fix it? It's already hot today. He I keeps saying this. That it's already hot today. Our infrastructure uh, hasn't really truly an, uh, acknowledged climate. I represent a district that's furthest away from the coastline, so most days out of the climate. summer are uh -huh. about 10 degrees hotter. But we're a district that has historically hasn't had uh, the infrastructure that we need. Okay. Uh, we're right now exploring what it would take and cost to build a pool in North Long Beach. Climate Part change. Part of it is because we have kids in North Long Beach and they will jump a fence when it's hot. And sometimes when they jump a fence to go swimming in a private pool, the police are called. And now you've turned a situation into it escalated into a whole different circumstance. Or how about we just build a pool for the kids? So These are literally Anna Christensen's talking. So I believe that we should. Uh, number one, advance our climate action adaptation plan. We should invest in climate friendly infrastructure. I have a plan. What is that? Today, the one yeah. pager that talks about climate. He's got a one pager. He's got a one pager. Build a truly healthy uh, city. I also will say that he's a goddamn leader. It's not sufficiently funded. It won't. He's got a one pager in a pool. Unless we budget for them. Uh, in 2020, I led. Budgeting means we won't be able to afford some things. called Measure US, and it passed with 57% of the vote, I believe. <sighs> that taxed oil that's produced in our city. Uh huh. We invest in uh, accelerating our climate action adaptation plan creating the city's first youth fund and invest in public health. And so that's created our new youth fund and it's actually helped expedite some of the strategies in our climate action adaptation plan. The last thing I'll say is I'm wow. proud to be supported by uh, California environmental voters, Sierra Club, and the ha! conservation voters. Ha! I've pledged not to accept oil. Those are the endorsements. I'll never accept oil. He got the endorsements. Make sure 
that our finances and our politics are clear of oil, the influence of oil. Thank you. He's fucking fighting with Susie over mm. the fucking homeowners and environmentalists. <sighs> yeah. Jesus. He is. He is. But now he doesn't accept oil money. But now. 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 I, I, I want to mention the talking points around the pools in North Long Beach. Anna Christensen, so we've ha who we've had on oh. the show, uh, you can go back and uh, listen to our interview. City council sessions. She's literally sitting there spitting the same talking points that Rex is, is talking about right now. Like, you know, I mean, he's, you know, talking about this, trying to, like, convey an image of leadership and reclaiming, like, public resources for the black community. Like, this wasn't even his fucking idea or, like, vein of thinking. He's, <sighs> he's obtained this from another community activist. So, partially what stood out to me here is Rex has been falsely accused of wanting to defund the police, like, right? He's like a total coward. Whenever the police are brought up, he starts to mumble about literal mumble. accountability measures and uh, equity trainings. His plan to stop black kids in his district from getting gunned down is to build a pool. <laughs> That's going to stop the police violence. Like, oh am I crazy? God. Like, <laughs> no. What the fuck? A, you've been the council member for many years. For how, long? how have you never gotten the pool built? And B, Instead of saying that to the police, you're going to like just do all these Rube Goldberg methods to hope that people don't interact with them. I mean, are you going to build an underground like tunnel system for these kids so they don't have to go on the roads? That's the police? a good like, idea. Yeah, that's like, a good idea. <laughs> I mean, that's it's so liberal though, right? Because they just look at a, an issue and they're like, well, let's try to do, let's do harm reduction. They never want to tackle the root issue because the root, root issue is capitalism. capitalism. <laughs> Right? They can't tackle the root issue. And this is why, you know, a lot of people on the left are just like, yeah, like, get the fuck out of politics. It's a waste of time. And, and I think we didn't make this when we were covering the, covering the money point, but it's like, we're never going to be able to compete with capitalist money. No. It's just never going to happen. And it's, it's a waste of our time, effort, mental and financial to think that we can go and do that. Like, it's just in terms of my personal analysis, it's, it's a waste of fucking time. Let's not do it. Let's pursue different strategies. Yeah, you can't invest. As we're wrapping up right now, I hate to say, y'all, this is a two-parter. Uh, as we're wrapping up right now, it's like you can't invest in these politicians because look at them. These two are the options. Second biggest city in L.A. County controls so many resources. The port, one of the biggest money makers. California just became the fourth largest economy on the planet. And right. Port of Long Beach is a huge part of that, making all that happen. And when it comes to climate change that we know is a huge problem that these two have literally no answers. They don't address the problem. They basically the same lib candidate. That's it. Lib, a different flavor of lib. One has slightly less cinnamon. One has a little bit more turmeric, but they're still fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, the solution is, a, at the end of the day, a, a very similar or the same. <sighs> All right. Yeah, we're going to stop here. Call to action. Call to action for our segment. The call to action is uh, educate, educate, educate yourself on who these people are. Go read City of Courts. Rest in peace, Mike Davis. Mm. Died like last mm. week. Uh, Verso Books is putting out City of Courts PDF copy for free. So go read City oh, nice. Quartz. Yeah. Where, uh -huh. Who's putting it out for free again? Verso Books. Verso Books. Yeah. Link in the description. It's really easy. It's out for free right now. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I suggest anyone 
who thinks they have an opinion about how California works or how it should work or how it did work in the past. If you haven't read this book, then I doubt your whole analysis. Point blank, period. All right. That was a great app. Great app. Two-parter. To be continued. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Like, rate, and subscribe. Share the word. Share the word. Follow us on Twitter. This is Vic. This is Miles. This is Jordan. And don't forget to ask yourself, wait, why why am I I talking? talking?